This is Mouth Media Network, the business of being heard. Hi, my name is Jessica Couch. I'm a fit technology integration expert, um, the founder of Luxor and Fitch Consulting and co-founder of the Women of Color Fashion Tech Brunch. What I love about fashion is that it's a part of my identity. Like what I wear is so much connected to how I feel all the time and wrapped up in my own confidence and how I want to present myself. And I just love that. My name is Brittany Hicks, and I am a supply chain expert with a focus in fashion technology and diversity and inclusion. And I also am the founder of Girls in Fashion and Tech and the co-founder of the Women of Color Fashion Tech Brunch. What I love about fashion is that it is for everyone. And I just find that really incredible that we are now in a space. And I think we always have been, but people didn't necessarily recognize they had the flexibility but that we're in a space where people can just be who they are and let their clothing kind of represent like what that means for them. So if clothing is all about comfort for you, like we're now in a space that that's okay. But if you want to be glamorous every day, then you can do that too. Um, and I just love empowering people like that. It's no secret. Diversity is on the minds of many founders and executives in all industries, including fashion. Two thought leaders in diversity in fashion, Jessica Couch and Brittany Hicks, who amongst many other things are the co-founders of the Women of Color Fashtech Brunch, sat down with Rob Sanchez and guest host Lois Hersica for a lively discussion about diversity in the industry and in thought. You're listening to Fashion Is Your Business, covering the intersection of innovation and business in the fashion industry. Recorded on location. Brittany and Jessica, my old and good friends, I think we met about a year ago, and we're so happy to have you here today. So you are experts in diversity of thought. Jessica, what does that mean? So for me, um, diversity of thought means making sure that you approach problems differently when you're trying to solve them. And the way that um, I've done this in the past is through fit technology. So when it comes to fit and body shapes and sizes, you have to think a little bit outside the box and outside of the norm so that you can kind of accommodate the masses. And so we're trying to create solutions that help resolve the problems caused by fit by thinking outside of the box. So what does that mean, thinking outside of the box? Brittany? Yeah. So I think it's kind of abandoning the antiquated approach or what you think might be the first solution to come to mind and maybe thinking a step beyond that to say, one, is that solution customer centric? Because I think now we're definitely seeing in the industry that the the inability to focus on the customer is really hurting brands and companies. And it's showing up in things like fit, as Jessica mentioned, but it's also showing up in the in-store experience or the online experience. Um even upstream in the supply chain as customers are becoming more knowledgeable about sustainability and how their products are being sourced. So thinking outside of the box is just not accepting like what you thought to be correct historically as like the right thing to do. So what is the right thing to do? Listen to your customers. 
um, kind of create a constant feedback loop, however you have to do it. Luckily, we have social media so you can, you know, read comments if they're positive and you can look at reviews and you can ask questions. So like in tech, whenever they're building a product, they ask the intended consumer, like, what do you want? How would you use that? We don't necessarily see that happen in fashion as much, but it would be like a great idea to start there. And we often advise brands to do that. Just what, what does your customer want? A lot of brands feel like they have to have their own voice. How do you have a voice and also get input from the customer? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I think that voice should be influenced by who your customer is. And so when you go to market with that initial um, product or idea, one, you probably have research, right, that says this white space in the market is going to fill a void. Um, But then I think it should be like a constant dialogue and conversation, just like with a friend, you know, your friends are going to influence your future decisions. They're going to help you like hindsight, like, girl, that probably wasn't really a good decision. Like, let's not do that again. I think that we should be using all of these touch points we have with customers now to keep that conversation going and not assume that because we're in the design room that we know what's best for the customer. I think she'll inform us as we go. And don't, cast the net too wide. I think a lot of brands like want to have a voice that's for everybody. You're not for everybody. So it's better to listen and figure out who you're for so that you can go deep into that and figuring out like what exactly is our brand based on what, like, you know, what our core values are and then the feedback that we're gathering. So I, the way I know you is through the Women of Color Fashion Tech Brunch. Tell me about how that got started. So (laughs) actually... Funny story, Britt and I actually met on LinkedIn. So this is one of the times that LinkedIn uh, mattered. And we were trying to network and we found it very difficult to network with other women of color in this space just because you might bump into somebody at a conference, but you're not having any meaningful conversations there and you're not really getting any feedback and you're sending cold emails. So we kind of talked it up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one Saturday we... So after a couple of messages back and forth, one Saturday, we hopped on the phone and then we we were on the phone for hours Mm -hmm. and just talking about our different experiences. Um, We ended up being from the same area. We grew up about 20 minutes apart, which is really funny. Um, Know a lot of the same people. And Mm -hmm. so just sparking that connection between the two of us, we were like, okay, we have to get everyone we know together to kind of talk about and just extend this love fest we're having. So and what, what year was that? 2018. Yeah. The so first one new, was in yeah. September. Yeah. It's, it's our, it's a brand new baby, but it is taken <laughs> off running. She's yeah. 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 And we, quickly. we realized so many people that came to the brunch were like, uh, yeah, we need this. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we don't get to talk and have these type of conversations. So it's kind of grown on its own after that. And you're in New York and where else are you now? Yeah. So just this year we expanded to new cities. So mm-hmm. we were in LA at mm-hmm. the end of June. We went to Seattle mm-hmm. in May, which was really fun. And then we did another event here in New York. So we've committed ourselves to doing fashion week um, every February and September. And if people want to get involved and get invited, how can they reach you? Uh, they can email us at info at WOCFTB.com. Mm-hmm. And We're also on Instagram yep. at WOCFTB. Um, and we have a website, WOCFTB.com. Yeah. Excellent. So now you're branching out. You guys are always doing something new. Yeah. Tell us about your line and your pop up. Oh, yes. Yeah. So um, we will be working with Fashion to Figure to do a very special, innovative retail pop up. 
where we're going to be resolving their fit issues through um, a very sophisticated peer-to-peer shopping experience. So um, they're actually having a problem that a lot of brands are having. They don't understand the fit of their customers and they don't know how to gather that information. So a lot of times fashion doesn't have R&D departments. So we're kind of like an outsourced R&D where we come in, view their problems holistically and create a remediation strategy to do that. But we also integrate technology to show like, this is what the future of shopping looks like from the consumer's perspective based on what they want. Are you innovating on the shopping side or are you also looking at the production side of this? Is this about building new models for the customer? How are you thinking about tackling this? Yeah, so we're taking our first baby step toward innovating on the point of sale location. So the pop-up itself will have tech integrated. Um, We'll be working with some partners to use app discovery and a few other touch points in the customer's physical hand to help them with selecting sizes, selecting the correct fit in terms of the denim. Um, and we'll definitely share more details on that as as we can. Um, but then we'll take the feedback that we get from this initial rollout um, and we'll definitely be putting that back into the pipeline to help with the development of the denim upstream, um, looking at the weight, the fit, just all the different metrics that the customer would care about. So this is a- denim. Yeah. The hardest thing to sell online mm-hmm. is denim. And like yeah. years ago. Why is that? Well, <laughs> years ago in 2015, when I did my thesis, I focused on denim. They thought that denim was hard to sell because of the athleisure movement. And that wasn't the case. Bad oh. causation and correlation. It's hard to sell because it has to do with fit so much. And every piece of denim is different. So if you can't tell how much stretch it has, you're not going to trust it. It's not going to be an item that you want to buy online. So people shy away from it because... Yeah. You know, it's difficult. Even in store, I, when I'm thinking about it, I don't trust the colors exactly to have the same fit. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Denim so. is it's just different. It's you have to yeah. touch it. It's a multi-sensory experience with denim. Everything else you can eyeball, but when people shop for denim, they want to touch it, like pull it, look at it, like mm-hmm. and like you said, different colors fit different, different ways. Way. And yeah. Yeah. Once they're rinsed, it's all the wash. Yeah. 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 Um, and I think it just goes back to that whole idea of the feedback loop, because yeah. a lot of times if you do launch a pair of denim and it takes off, it's like, can you specifically pinpoint what the customer liked about it? Was it the fit? Was it the hand? Yeah. Did she like the way it wore over time? You know, did she love it when she first put it on? And then over time, she felt like it's getting holes in the crotch and all yeah. these other places. So being able to identify that and really understand, like, what did the customer like about this product so we can replicate that is something that I, enough brands aren't doing yet. Yeah. I think about Levi's actually keeps a um, historical record of mm-hmm. all of the jeans that they've ever made. And you can go and order the specific one that you wanted from the specific year you wanted it with a specific fabric you Which wanted. Which is awesome. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, building out that library, I think, makes a lot of sense. And then, yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. we all have that one pair of jeans that you loved, or yeah. maybe two, if you yeah. are really lucky. Three. Yeah. lucky. Yeah, but... <laughs> If you wanted to go and buy them again, like, could you do that? And would you trust that they would be the same as, like, that lot that you had? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. True. So can you give any details about the pop-up? Where where is it going to be? When is it going to be? Or do we have to follow you online? You have to follow us. (laughs) But we know for certain that... um, We'll have a series of pop-ups that'll take place in different cities, but it will kick off in uh, September here in New York. Mm -hmm. So you can follow us and you'll be able to follow the brand to kind of participate because everybody's opinion matters for this. Like come in, try it on, talk to us and uh, create a better shopping experience for the future. How are you thinking about getting a, I guess like the right people there? Because I think that, 
that'll matter a lot with what the brand is and what the voice is. Absolutely. Yeah. So Fashion to Figure has a very engaged customer base already. Um, and so a lot of what they are doing right is interacting with that customer on social media. So they talk to her about size. They talk to her about fit. They talk to her about what types of items um, she would like to see. And they do some of this feedback looping already through influ- influencers that they work with. Mm-hmm. Um, so... So this is going that next step. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be that next step, that next iteration of really understanding what she needs and why she likes the things that she sees um, when she sees them online. So, yeah. And we take the conversations that people are having within their engagement group and we repeat that language back to them so that we can attract that customer. And so we can identify the right terminologies and things that they're concerned with that will draw them in. And that's what um, we do. That's special that I feel like a lot of brands kind of just gloss over because they think copy is just like, oh, wear this wonderful shirt and blouse. It's like, no, there's certain words that people look for that are triggers for them. And we make sure to use that language when we're trying to recruit people to participate as well as engage them. So are you then looking to take this model and move to different brands and um, basically make it a thing that people use in their discovery Absolutely. We hope that this – we hope to take this model and show people that this is the way shopping happens and this is the future of retail and here's how you can integrate it and make it very custom to your own brand and whatever it is that you have going on. So we absolutely hope to replicate it. Mm -hmm. Well, that's fantastic. We're really excited to come visit you at your pop-up. Yeah. And thank you for coming in today. Thank you for having thank us. Thank you for having us. This has been Fashion Is Your Business, produced by Mouth Media Network. Copyright 2019. Keep in touch on Instagram and Facebook at Mouth Media Network and find prior episodes at fashionisyourbusiness.com and wherever the best podcasts are found. Thank you for listening. This is Mouth Media Network, the business of being heard.